welcome to That Shady Buffalo Podcast, a podcast about unimportant things that for some reason are important to us. I am your host, David Cole, and joining me this week is my co-host, Jonathan Crabtree, and we are going to be talking about Disney animated movies from a specific era. Uh, We are talking about from the year 2000, excuse me, to 2012. Specifically, that would be post-Tarzan and pre-Frozen. Um, and so joining us as a third person, we've had at least three on all these Disney animated movies, is Brooke Johnston. And so uh, we're ready to talk Disney movies. So um, let's just kind of go ahead and jump into this without further ado. Um, let's get into our, our process here. So um, the list of movies that I think we should be pulling from, and you know, if I miss something that's fine i checked wikipedia and it could be wrong i guess because it's wikipedia but there's there are a few movies that could be considered um on this list that you could add in that i wouldn't fault anybody for adding in but they're technically like disney tv movies like the recess movies in this era if you want to put that on your list more power to you i didn't include it for myself because it's a tv movie um so the movies we have here and it's, it's low quality, so that's a bold choice. I haven't watched it in forever, so watch your words. So you're gonna offend somebody. The, the, the recess TV show is is one of the best kids TV shows ever yeah. made. The recess TV movie is hot garbage that involves the CIA. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember that. Um. So also a last minute, John, should we not count Wreck It Ralph? Is that? Mm-hmm. Because it, that... it's because di- it's so digital is why I'm saying that. Well, it's like, I mean, it, it's it's just as digital as as Tangled. I mean, it's the same yeah. animation style. Oh, it is. It's yeah. the same as it's, it's the same animation as Tangled. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Same. Okay. Well, yeah. Because well, 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 part of why we part of why we chose this uh, cutoff was because of the change in animation. But I guess Frozen is like the next step, and it's like the big breakout one, um, which is part of why we chose that as the breakout. So we'll keep the list as presently constituted. We have Fantasia 2000. This is in order of release. Uh, the Tigger Movie, Dinosaur, The Emperor's New Groove, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Lilo and Stitch, Treasure Planet, Brother Bear, Home on the Range, Chicken Little, Meet the Robinsons, Bolt, The Princess and the Frog, Tangled, Winnie the Pooh, and Wreck-It Ralph as the last movie. Um, so our top fives from this era are going to be going through those and talking about them a little bit along the way. If we have any repeats, we will uh, defer to the person that has it highest, meaning if John's number five is Dinosaur and it's my number three, then he will have to wait until I get to my number three, and then we will all discuss that movie. Um, Spoiler alert, it's not my number three. Um, (laughs) So shocking. (laughs) I know. Um, It was was groundbreaking for its time. and And I have like a core memory uh, with that movie because we watched it i'm pretty sure it was christian's birthday party we watched that like at least once but it was like when it first came out um so that was definitely something that i kind of have a, like a, a tie to but my core memory of that was when my dad received his officer's commission in the navy and all the kids had to go uh like sit with these two sailors that had no business watching children and we were just in like some side classroom at the navy naval armory that's mm-hmm. in the hood in indianapolis Fantastic. and uh it's moved yeah it's uh, yeah, yeah it, it's now. since moved like like it's not like actually like now it's it's a it's stem school and it's like a, it's a beautiful stem school but now <laughs> yeah. 
it's in the hood. Um, the, the beautiful STEM school is in the hood. Um, but I remember watching, just sitting and watching this movie for the first time with a bunch of screaming children. And my mother dressed me up in a three-piece child suit for this experience. And I was the only person in remotely nice clothes. And I like all these other kids are running around in sweatpants and t-shirts that say Navy on them. And I am very out of place. So I just sat and watched this beautiful movie. Fantastic. Speaking of, of beautiful movies, what's your number five, John? So this is where everything got really complicated and I actually changed everything around like four times uh, in your opening uh, monologue there, David. Nice. But I'm going to go with uh, Meet the Robinsons. This okay. is Hang on. one before of... Get, before we dive into oh. it, it's not on my list. Brooke, it's do you have it? Okay, so John, go yeah. ahead. This is 100% a nostalgia pick for me. Um, I I just love this movie. It's so it's so sweet. It it's 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 just a nice story about this boy in an or- orphanage that's like a, a boy genius, and he's just trying to find his one place to belong. And uh, it's it's just a really cute story about that. One of my favorite tropes of the whole thing is they keep saying that uh this the the guy who's in charge of the robinson family um or not in charge but like the patriarch um he looks like tom Selleck, and then when you finally meet him at the end he's voiced by tom Selleck, and he looks nothing like tom Selleck at all um <laughs> so love that uh always in for some tom Selleck uh work um sure. then uh it, it it's just the uh, the villain is really fun because he's the the orphanage uh, kid's best friend um, that gets left at the orphanage when this kid gets adopted finally, but um, his uh, he has he has his kid comes back from the future um, his uh, it, it ends up being his son from the future that comes and becomes his best friend and then it it just. Uh, it, it, it's a really fun dynamic all the way to the end. There's bowler hats that are mechanical and evil. Um, they have robot arms and they end up taking over the world. So that's really interesting. If any of this has piqued your interest, I think you'd love this movie. If you're a fan of uh, hats and haberdashery um, or unicorn notebooks, if, yeah. if that that's your thing, singing frogs that mm. are uh, that have their own mob affiliated frog world, um, a frog underworld. That's also in this movie. Um, there's a dinosaur that is mind controlled that has short arms as well. Um, and an octopus monster monster. Um, I think that, I think I've covered it all. Uh, there's, there's a man who wears his clothes backwards and has a, a face on the back of his head. And that's his. That's bit. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just broke John. Um, <laughs> he has left his body. Um, all right, that's that's all I got. That's yeah, me that, so, the Robinsons. Yeah, it's, it's Harry Potter and the yeah. Robinsons. Um, oh, and the Jonas Brothers did a song for it, so there's that. If, oh. if you're yeah, that's Joe all Bro. I know about this movie. Yeah, yeah. they're recording of Year Three Thousand was for meet the robinsons okay yeah because they were under contract with disney at the time sure yeah yeah okay um all right then let's move, let's move through to brooks number five my number five is tangled okay i have it higher okay so i don't have it at all. wait wait move on 
Well, wait just a minute. Uh, my number five, I am currently like, as we speak, changing it. So my number five before today would have been Wreck-It Ralph. Um, I haven't watched it since it came out in 2012, which has been a while. So I'm going to, just because I haven't had a chance to revisit it to see if it holds up for me or not, I'm going to go ahead and replace it with one that I watched today, which was The Princess and the Frog. Um, I have it higher. Okay, I kind of assumed. So I don't have it all, but I love I love the soundtrack to that movie. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, then... I'm I, I'm just gonna tell I'm just gonna tell you all right now. Mine is is I am anchored in the past in my ranking. That's, hey, well we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to the past. Yeah. We will get to the past. Yeah. Uh. So, anyways, uh, with that we're going all the way back around the horn to John. <laughs> so John went to number four. So my number four is Brother Bear. Okay. Um, not hang on, one, hang on. I'm not sure on, none not, of you have on your list. It's not on my list. Rogue's on your I don't list. I have it on my list. Okay. Either. Yeah. I enjoy Phil Collins. That's all. Exactly. That's all that I have to say about this movie. Um, yeah. Phil, Phil Collins. Collins. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. He did both. Yeah. He did Tarzan. And yeah. Him. It was. I don't near, think I've ever seen Brother Bear all the way through. Not nearly oh, as man. good as the Tarzan soundtrack. Oh yeah, one hundred percent not as good as the Tarzan soundtrack. But I mean, it's it's still a bop. I mean. It, it's if if you have like a as far as like big guest composers come in this in this era i think it's probably the best um i mean i don't know if you can count with frozen with adina menzel being a guest composer because she's literally like the, in the movie the, yeah she's she's the main she's character perfect. of the movie yeah so <sighs> i i mean the the music alone is enough to give this a birth in my mind um the story's really cute. Again, there's some orphans, um, but it's like really like tormented though because the guy who killed uh, a bear um, becomes a bear, and then because he became a bear, uh, he finds a little he finds a little cub and becomes his brother. His name's Kenai, yeah. and his little brother's name's Coda. Um, and then like they connect. They have this like cool, fun bear let's all eat and sing song situation thing where they eat salmon and like one of the one of the bears is wearing a salmon head on his head that's kind of weird but you know it's cute um because it's animated and then it gets gets kind of weird though when they figured out that the bear that kenai killed was coda's mom and then they make that connection but you know through the power of animal love and friendship they get over it and um which is shocking i know if if you know if i if that happened to me one i don't know i don't really know how i'd react to becoming a bear um but in the end yeah i mean probably um i mean i'd I'd have more hair up here that's true you'd be a little hairier yeah i mean just a little bit um but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a real fun little sing-song story. There's two moose that are really fun and dumb. Um, and then that's, uh, the, oh, there's uh, one of his brothers is an eagle. So that that's that's cool. Is a what? Is an e- eagle. Eagle, yeah. An okay. eagle. Like a girl! Wait, are the moose, are they like super Canadian? Yes. Yes, yes, they are. Okay, that's the only thing I remember from this. Yeah. Yeah, and like like from full on really Saskatchewan type of dudes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, what are you doing, bro? They don't say bro. That bro wasn't a thing back then, you know. Don't you know? Bud, maybe. But yeah, there's a lot of bud there. Hey there, bud. How yeah. you going? <laughs> hey there, yeah. bud. 
um but yeah i mean it's i think it takes place in alaska there's you know the sky spirits and the whatnot it's a lot of native american cool stuff um very 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 down for a good uh good experience there um so yeah i uh i, I it, it's a great movie top 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 five for me all right um brooke what's your number four uh my number four is atlantis okay higher way okay. higher john has it higher i figured you both would have it higher um well but one of us has it higher <laughs> one of us has it higher um okay so then i am to my number four which is tangled which john said he didn't have right yeah correct and, and, and brooke you have it at number five so um, I won't talk super long about this one. Um, there's a, a whole gap here. And if you look at the, the sequence of these movies, I think 03 was Brother Bear. It's the last one that I saw from, from like when it came out. So I saw all the movies up until Brother Bear on this list and then didn't watch any of them all the way to Tangled. And the only reason why I did watch Tangled is because Stacy loves Tangled. I would never have watched it. I'm pretty sure I didn't watch it when it first came out. Um, so really, technically, the first one that I watched when it first came out was Wreck-It Ralph, which is the last one on the list. So if you want to know why I didn't watch any of these movies from the middle to the end of the list, uh, I was 14 when Home on the Range came out, and I was 21, 22 when Wreck-It Ralph came out. So I was in high school and college, so I didn't watch Disney movies much anymore. Um, and then I got over that, and now I watch them again. Um, Proud of you. So- Character growth that's what happens when that's you're what we call that like, oh, no, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm too old for that i don't watch kid movies and then you're like no they're actually pretty good though so i'm gonna watch those again they have a deeper message that yeah. really connects with who we all are yes in uh in a deep roundabout way exactly so yeah. <laughs> with tangled i just expected a very prototypical predictable basic story in some ways it is predictable um but it's there's a lot more to it than what i expected and i do really enjoy it i loved the music the villains really really good um and both the two main characters i enjoy rapunzel and flynn uh, a lot and the horse is is the mvp of the entire other horse and the chameleon both pretty good um so i mean I, i haven't watched i watched it i think twice in the last probably eight years so still more than some of the other ones that I have watched more recently and, you know, thought might be in contention for the list. Um, and it, it, the emotional beats in the movie work well for me. Um, so that, that's a big part of kids' movies and, and animated movies in general is it, you know, does the emotion behind it work um, for me? And if it does, then that's a good uh, reason why I have it on my list. So um that's all I have for Tangled. Brooke, anything else you want to add for why you have Tangled on your list? Yeah, um, the music was just really interesting. It felt kind of different from some of the other princess musicals, um, especially like Mother Gothel's yeah. musical moments. Like hers felt very like Broadway inspired mm-hmm. compared to yeah. everything else in it, which I think is a really interesting move. Yeah um and then just some of the like side characters were way more fun yeah than most of the other movies at that time to me yeah yeah Yeah, the the two evil henchmen twin brothers they're they're great the every single one everyone at the fuzzy duck oh yeah for sure 
Buckethead. I, th- I think that's like legitimately what his name is, is Buckethead. Um, yeah. yeah, it's like just all those characters are so good. My I have a dream. I have a dream. My only complaint for the movie is he did not have to cut her hair that short. There was absolutely no reason for him to that's cut true. it off here. That's I, true. I also, but I mean, uh, I've I've always wondered like when they're in the area it, that, that floods. You know, she yes. makes her hair glow because she sings. Does she? How does she sing underwater? I mean, I'm a scuba diver. That's not. That's not. Possible. Um, there's a lot of air bubbles. Um, you're supposed to suspend reality a little bit. No, I need every yeah, single. Says the person that work. has the movie with the talking, uh, mind control dinosaur. dinosaur and the guy with two faces. And and okay, travel. that is science. And evil sir. bowler hats. Yeah, and and it's in the future, so that makes me suspend my disbelief. This is in the past. You can't do that. Okay. okay. What, about Bear? what about Brother Bear? They get Brother... turned into bears by magic. Yeah. The the point is, it's a fairy tale movie, and yeah. so. Yeah. It, you know, it's a fairy tale movie. So is Brother Bear. They're fairy, they're fairy, t- fairy tale movies. So you know, whatever. Anyways, um, I don't even know where we left off. That was oh, that was, that was my number four. So we're back to John. Four. John, what's your number three? Oh gosh, I gotta look at my list again. Oh goodness, <laughs> closed it. Um, number three is Emperor's New Groove. I have it higher. That's my number three. Hey, there we go. I have it higher. So okay, okay. <laughs> Well, David, what's your number three? Oh, because yeah, Brooke is next, but her number three is also Emperor's New Groove. Mm-hmm. My yeah. number three, I'm I'm assuming um you both don't have, which breaks my heart, but it is Treasure Planet. That was my number it. six. Okay. Treasure Planet is incredible. I, I've I have watched it recently. I watched it maybe like a year ago, and then I watched it with my students. We did a science fiction unit, and so I uh showed that um one day and it holds up for me. I don't know. I was always a fan of Treasure Island in general. And the, the first story, the Muppet Treasure Island is incredible. Um, Fantastic movie. Yeah, oh my so gosh. It's a, it's Amazing. <laughs> so it's a classic story that I already enjoy. And when you, and when you say, oh, I'm going to make it science fiction and steampunk, I'm like, okay, I'm going to love this movie. Yeah. And then you have, uh, you know, J, not, not JTT. Um, you have, now I, can't, now I can't think of the person because it's, I said JTT. Oh, um, you have... Is it um, not Jonathan Taylor Thomas? No, it's not. It's the other. It's three initial J name from Inception and um, five hundred. Oh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, JGL. I had it first. Um, yeah. So Emma yes. Thompson, Ben Shore. Yeah, the the cast is exceptional. It's a little, actually like I was looking at the cast of, of Atlantis today. I think the cast for Treasure Planet is actually like a decent bit better. Um, Emma Thompson, Martin Short is one of the best parts of the movie when he comes in as Ben um the robot and then david hyde pierce man david hyde pierce yep and then um yeah david hyde pierce is the uh the doctor and he's really really good as well um so to me they they do enough different things with the story that it has its own like if, you, if you're gonna do a copy of a different story you have to do something different enough with it to where it doesn't just feel like what's the point um so to me it does a lot of that and i've just like i can remember as a kid watching this movie it came out in 02, so I would have been 12, 13, depending on when in the year. Probably 12, because it probably didn't come out in November or December, but maybe. Um, I also probably watched it on DVD, so uh, probably it was 13. But I just remember thinking that all of the effects were so cool, because at the time it was one of the first like that really pushed the, the, the boundaries of what they could do yeah. uh, visually. 
and him like surfing on the like hoverboard and all the spaceships and stuff. I thought it was super cool. Um, and just but on the rewatch recently, what struck me more was for one, the humor was really good, but also the character development of uh, um, of Jim, the main character by Joseph Gordon Levitt. Um, and him, like it's it's basically a coming of age tale in this version. And I don't know if it always has been from the original novel because I haven't read that. Um, but out of the other versions that I've seen on 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 movie versions, like on film versions, they don't really emphasize this teenager coming of age. And this movie definitely does that. And so it's a big part of why I, I really loved that movie. So um, I'll get off my soapbox now, but it's exceptional. If you haven't watched it in a long time, go watch it. It's really, really good. And it's not super long either. So count this and, is and, probably like the only time that I've read a book that David hasn't. Um, that, I know. I, I mean, the problem I, is I, I, I know the whole story. So I'm like, I don't yeah. And I mean, I just don't read. So it's not a hard list. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I uh, mean, that, that movie is, it really is phenomenal though. Mm-hmm, it's, yeah. I, I've, I've, the only reason it bumped, it got bumped by meet the Robinsons for me. It's just because of, like I said, the pure nostalgia of it. Um, yeah. It's, it is just phenomenal. Every step of the, and you know, the one thing I love about it is there is some like truly, I don't want, I don't want to say evil because that, that makes it sound like this is like a dark movie, but it, cause it's not, but like, there's, there's some genuine mo- moments in this where you're like, okay that was kind of scary yeah and, the spider bad guy yeah the spider, yeah, the spider like, bad guy whenever creepy. yeah whenever they're like crawling through there that feels like a scene from aliens yeah I, like they're they're crawling through the vents and like the lights are flashing and yeah. you don't see him and then he's there and then he's not and then he's there and then whenever uh whenever mr arrow just like mm. goes and floats off oh, into space man. that like that you you feel that because yeah. you're like no there's no way that he's that he's just gonna be like floating off like he's gone yeah. but that's what well, happens that's what happens yeah. in the book that's what yeah. happens in uh, that's what happens in uh the muppets uh, he yeah. goes into a lifeboat but then he magically returns on the beach <laughs> that's so that's kind of cool there at least but i mean he does not return in this one no but that's a good example of what, I, of what i said about tangled as well like in pretty much every movie on my list the emotional moments really work well for me for me animation um, is a medium that can do things emotionally that you can't always do with live action. And so that's something I all really value is, you know, the, the moments that are supposed to make me feel something. Do I feel something? Whether it's being afraid, being um, like teary-eyed about some kind of a romantic moment or some kind of a, like a family moment. So this movie has the romance, it has the fear, it has uh, the family bond with Jim and his mom and then the, his surrogate type father that they make Silver out to be by the end. Um, the emotional moments just work for me. So, um, and also you get a really great, so- a really great song by the Goo- the the Goo, Goo-, Goo Dolls, excuse me, um, as the beginning and the end of the movie, which is that's just really cool. So, um, okay, that's enough about about a really good movie though. But um, that's my number three, and now we're on to what are we are we are we already in our top our top two? Yeah, so, okay, we're already in the top yeah. two. Let's do it. That's, John, that, that, it's we, not a huge finally, list to choose from. Yeah, we yeah, finally no. started like getting into that into that groove where we're where we're starting to like sit on top of each other on yeah. on our so, on our numbers. It will slow down once we get into like we need to all talk about like for yeah. example the impression new grooves coming up. I'm assuming. So um John, what is your number two though? So my number two is Lilo and Stitch. Okay, I have it higher. Okay. 
Spoiler alert for where it's at. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, well, okay. it doesn't take a genius to figure out what the rest of our lists lists are now. Yeah, that's true. Um, so. so then I think Brooke's gonna have. Oh, Brooke, your number two is. My number two is Princess and the Frog. Yeah. Okay. My number five. Yeah. Your number two. Uh. Yeah, I just this was one of those movies where it was kind of like Wreck It Ralph for you, where I didn't watch any Disney movies for a long time, mm-hmm. and this was like the first one I watched like new one that I watched when it came out and I loved it it's so good it's such a it's such a good story yeah it really is it flipped the classic story on its head a little bit of like kiss a frog he turns into a prince Brooke I I watched this movie it wasn't perfect right from the start and that's what I like about it yeah I watched the movie today I didn't know she turned into a frog Really? So that you moment, didn't know like, that until you watched Stacey it watched it with me. Yes, we didn't. We didn't either one of us watch it or know that. We oh. both watched it. And we were like, "What? She's a frog?" Yeah, isn't it great? <laughs> and all the marketing, like, if you look at the, at the um, even on Disney Plus right now, the image of the movie is her as a human with him as a frog. Yeah, yeah. it's all like smart marketed as like, "Oh yeah, he's a frog and she is the princess." So this is what's gonna happen, and then it's not what happens, and it's really interesting. I really like that. And like yeah. so, so, somebody mentioned character arcs, I think it was John earlier. This movie has a couple of really great character arcs with their two main characters um, yeah. that are both really great. But Brooke, continue. Um. Yeah, I I really like her friendships in mm-hmm. it, not just like her relationship with Naveen. I think that's his Naveen, name. Naveen. Yeah. Um. But all the animals. Uh. Yeah. All the animals. Her best friend at the beginning of it. That's She's such so a sweet great. friendship. And you guys yeah. probably don't get this because you're guys, but like girl friendships are not normally like that. It was so sweet and so supportive. Like no matter when she what. was like, I'll kiss him for you. I was, was like, oh, okay. I well, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't see that coming. I thought she's going to get jealous. Yeah. Cause she's the rich person. She was so supportive yeah. like from the jump. And I, yeah. I just loved that. I think that's my favorite part of it. Yeah. My, I, I love John Goodman in this movie too. Because what was he, funny was yeah. the, moment, the moment he came on screen and he spoke like three words, I was like, that's John Goodman. John Goodman and Stacey, yeah. <laughs> and was like, he even kind of looks like him. I was like, yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> I, I, I love so really much his, his accent in that movie too yeah. because he's just trying to be the most Southern man he can be. Yeah, <laughs> but it still sounds like, like John doing? Goodman. <laughs> uh yeah it is it's it's really it's really great and um I, also we talked about shocking deaths with mr arrow when he squashed ray i was like yeah what <laughs> they just killed the bug and the, the, the sad part is like i'm i'm like losing it right now because they just killed a firefly yeah exactly exactly yeah. that, that well, definitely I, I has that, like a like second grade education killed- they show the sky and there's another star in the sky and it's like oh man he wasn't crazy the whole time like yeah yeah he, he knew what he was talking about his evangeline was up there yeah that, that, that that's the, his the evangeline song is like the i Fantastic. i think it is the sweetest song of the entire yeah. movie yeah it's really um, good friends on the other side is phenomenal too yeah. like like that that's that's probably my Almost favorite there. disney villains villain song of this this era yeah, it's, it's, I also it's pretty really good. like the animation during that song because it's reminiscent of like the first Lion King movie. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it yeah. really is. 
Okay, so um, we only have a couple movies left. I think we might have three because I, if I'm missing something, I think John has a has a movie. Oh no, 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 no. There's yeah, there's, I, I know what it is. Never mind. I figured it out. So we have three movies left to talk Cracked about. The code. Um, I, I just forgot one of them. So um, we, but let's go ahead and take a quick break, and then we will come back and we'll finish up the last three movies that we have in our top one and two on our top five Disney animated movies from 2000 to 2012 lists. <laughs> And welcome back. So we are on to our top two. Brooke already did her number two, but we have three movies left to talk about. My number two is The Emperor's New Groove. Brooke's number three. Jaws number three. Um, This is one of my all-time favorite Disney movies and probably always will be. It is one of the funniest Disney movies. It's probably, I think it's almost definitely the funniest of this era. Um, On top of being hilarious, the emotional, like I'm going to keep repeating it, the emotional moments work really really well mm-hmm. um and when we're talking about uh john goodman i mean you get even more of him here Fantastic. he's incredible yeah. and him and david spade together i mean good like, that's the thing is you, a lot of these movies you have a duo and, you, and they have to work together like this is exceptional um and again character arcs talking character arcs um with the emperor Cusco, and then just just to like add in a little extra in case that wasn't enough you get Patrick Warburton as Kronk who is like good enough of a character to eyes on show yeah uh like, he got his own movie yeah. and, oh and movie too yeah I forgot about that yeah Kronk, yeah I forgot about that had a whole movie too okay Kronk's um, groove. I so, only own that one <laughs> of course uh so to me it is like everything oh, you everything you want are you forgetting no Earth I'm not kit? No, I'm not. I just, you know, she's great. Yzma is a very good villain, very funny. I mean, she's fantastic. Yeah, she's. I mean, out of the movies on the list, I think she's my favorite villain. I'm trying to look at all the different movies we've mentioned. I think she's the best villain in this era. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say it before I really analyze it too deeply, but I mean, because she does something that she's not as scary as like maybe one of the one of the villains on uh, on Treasure Planet. Um, but she is menacing enough and she's really funny mm-hmm. and she is like at least a threat while also being kind of bumbling which is a fun uh, combination and her and Kronk together are like just comedic perfection so um, yeah yeah I mean like I usually to me this is like I can see people saying like oh Treasure Planet has this problem that, that problem I think there's two or three like near perfect movies in this era and this is one of them um uh one of the new pacers rookies said this was the, the movie he's watched the most in his life and i would say like welcome to the family man like <laughs> yeah just like come on in bro <laughs> like welcome to indiana um so yeah i mean i don't i don't want to go too much so i don't want to take some talking points from anybody else so brookie was your number three what what else did you like about that other than other than uh, eartha kit so one this is just a very nostalgic movie for it me, is for or... sure several reasons the biggest one being uh we somehow convinced and your sister was a big part of this david i'm sure we somehow convinced our high school spanish teacher that it was crucial that we watch this movie instead of doing any kind of schoolwork mm-hmm. and we took a solid month worth of classes watching the emperor's new group we didn't even watch it in spanish I mean, it is set in south america that was our reasoning Peru. Yeah, Peru. They're Incans. We were like, yeah. this is great. We'll learn about the culture. 
And he was just like, okay, fine, whatever. For, maybe for like the first five minutes. And then after that, it's like not at all about it. Yeah, not it's important. not even remotely about it. I mean, it's just but great also, though. Oh, yeah. This movie just, I'm going to make a comparison. And I don't know if it makes sense, but it makes sense in my mind. I think when they were making this movie, they felt like no one was watch going to watch it. So they just kind of did whatever they wanted, which is what they were doing with the show Community. Like yeah. they felt like yeah. no one was watching so they could do whatever they wanted. There weren't stakes. And that is some of the best comedy that has ever been on TV. Yeah. Which is the same with The Emperor's New Group. It's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. That's fair. I, you know, I, I I think a big part of this is the is the the starring duo of David yeah, Spade and John. I mean the, the David Spade and John Goodman. Like, if yeah. if you look They're at those so two good, individuals, man. like Good. They're hilarious yes, apart. And then <laughs> we're currently having fireworks in our back in the background. Yeah, I don't think it's picking up on the recording. Yeah, I think we're okay. If if it does, you know, you get these little pops. That it's it's uh, freedom in America, uh, in, in your face, Britain. Yeah, we um, are recording this less than three hours from the Fourth of July. So yeah, God bless America. Um, yeah. So, and you know, David, on that note, I think it would be a good time if uh if i acknowledge and, and do a little speech here okay. um good morning in less than an hour aircraft from here will join others from around the world and will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind mankind that word should have new meaning for us all today we can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore we will be united in our common interests Perhaps it's fate of to, perhaps it's fate that today is the Fourth of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom, not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the Fourth of July will no longer be an American holiday. But as the day that the world declared in one voice, say it with me, everyone, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Uh, Happy Independence Day. Um, for those of you who don't know, that is President J Thomas J. Wentmore as he, as he addresses um, the fighter pilots on Independence Day the movie it made in 1996 thank you very much yeah i was gonna say like, i was like, I I'm pretty sure that's at all i was pretty sure that's from independence day spencer's gonna love that and and he, he doesn't even know that he's gonna love it but he's gonna love that <laughs> okay other than okay i really hated that <laughs> i'm just confused but that's okay yeah back to my point james uh uh mr goodman and mr spade like james. if you James, man, I got really thrown off there. Um, I wonder why. Yeah, if if you look at those two individuals, just like walking down the street, like they don't go together. Like <laughs> you know, like that that that's not that's not a that's not two actors that you would expect to work well off each other. I mean, air. I mean, it's like Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston in the in the in the murder mystery movies on Netflix it's like exactly those two like individuals it is, it should is exactly not like work that. So it shouldn't work but it, it does but it doesn't it, uh, it, just... oh, it does in Emperor's New Groove yes yeah you well, don't I mean, think Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston work together <laughs> to me 
there's a recurring theme in all of Adam Sandler movies that he's always with someone who's like three times out of his league. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's a shtick. But like I don't know that he knows it. Together. I don't know that he knows it though. I think that he thinks that it's like, oh yeah, this is a good match. That's the problem I have. Yeah, he's a man. He thinks he's perfect. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. Yeah. What can you say to that? Yeah. It's not debatable. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I like Adam Taylor. Taylor is perfect. We're not Let me tell 13. you. Next episode, we're ranking Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, we're gonna do an Adam I Sandler bracket. It's just Grown Ups one and two. And then, uh, what was the new one that he was nominated for? Uncut oh, Gems. Uncut Gems. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be those gems. three. Those three movies. Um, okay. Anything else for the Emperor's New Groove before we continue? Okay, so that was my number two, and then you guys is number three. So then going from me to John, John's number two, we already have said. Brooks number two. Hang on a minute. That was, got, our, that was all of our number two. Yeah, so number John's one. number one is my number one is Atlantis the Lost Empire. And it's Brooks number, Brooks number four. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean I, Not I, on I, my I, list. I feel like no one can fault me for having this movie as my number one. Um like like no. like when, when I say that, it's like pe- people would be like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, that, that's, a, that's a good movie to hey, have. He's number had one. worse number ones. Let's be real. That's definitely okay. true. That's definitely true. Well, that that's painful. Um, I mean, the, you, don't, you don't have to be ashamed of it. You, you don't no, always like great no, movies. Yeah, yeah. You don't always like great movies. And the trend continues. Silly. Yeah, so the cast on this movie is phenomenal. I mean, we've got Michael J. Fox as, He's as our main character milo oh, thatch yeah. um it, it's it, it's a it's a cool it's a cool serious ex, exploration exploring movie um yeah i mean like the, this is the the submarine is uh, like the that whole ship is so cool i wish i had had that Ocean model man i i was trying so hard not to make that joke but i wanted to um, maybe that's what caused the collapse was a giant was a kraken um <laughs> it's a giant kraken um if only they had upgraded to a non to like, a, like, like a brand no, new game controller and actually use like a playstation one and not a logitech keep, if we have to keep editing stuff out i'm gonna have john do the editing on this episode okay well can we just edit my one thing out and then just like <laughs> believe this part in so they're like what did he say and then they think that I'm just like unhinged, like Devin. Um, no one's like Devin. That's true. Nope. That's true. Love you, Dev. You're so great. Where was I? Oh yeah, uh, John Mahoney's in this movie. Yep. Um, you know, we we got another person from Frasier, another Frasier alum in in the mix here. Yeah, I mean the the visuals are amazing in this movie. It's it's visually very very good yeah it's it's one of the i i think it's one of the best visual for the for this animation style i think it's i think in some parts it's but be- it's even better than tarzan i'm not i'm, I'm not like no, no no not 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 the movie but some some no, of the I visual know. scenes i, I, are, still, I still i still don't yeah, agree. yeah some of the animation scenes uh with them going like a lot with like the tunnels and them uh with with the steampunk machines we, we get into the steampunk vibe again because it's yeah. in the it's in the 19 teens um in which just yeah. 
just everything about it is so cool. The, my, my, I just love Rourke as the, as he's the villain here. He's a good bad he guy. is a great bad guy. He's, he's, he's another one of my favorites from this era. I, I think, I think the two, two of the most evil uh, bad guys for, for me in the Disney universe are number one in always will be Lord Frollo because he's just a powerful dude with, with power and he's evil. Um, but, and then we can, we come here with Rourke, who's just a dude who has guns and money and let's see what we can do with that. And, uh, it, it just makes for a really cool dynamic. The, whenever he becomes the, the ice power monster thing, Mm -hmm. that is horrifyingly scary. Um, and, and it's for being a movie that's about a mythical island that's sunk through the ocean it does feel pretty real um i you know they they make it seem like this is something that's possible when it clearly isn't um specifically when milo talks about the whole the whole drain uh the the whole uh drain trap uh thing is like yeah you just go through pop out the other side there's air over there it's just, it's just like it's just like your your faucet and it, it makes it this easy to like to think of a uh, movie you know they have really touching moments like when uh they light the candle in remembrance of all their buddies that went down with the ship and when it you know capsized by the titanic and you know there's just a lot a lot of really good cool moments like that not i haven't even gotten to the part where atlantis is just beautiful um yeah. and it's this really cool place like the whole concept the opening sequence is great where they have this all in a different language that they've like created for the movie which i mean that's not an uncommon thing especially with disney movies but um just that the whole the whole situation of this you know they they mess with power that they didn't understand and then that create that caused a, a, a giant tsunami that was going to destroy the city but you know, they were technologically advanced enough that they had these great sentinel centurion, you know, force bubble things. Um, it's, it's basically, uh, they're, they're Gungans, um, if we're honest. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's just such a cool movie. Mr. Whitmore, he's a, he's a creepy old dude, but he's really nice. Um, I think we all have someone like that in our life. Definitely. Uh, yeah. You know, just someone like, I don't know if I want to be alone with him because he's like he's weird but he's he's nice yeah we can edit that out too if we want (laughs) no why do you like this movie and have it on your list before i say about why it wasn't on my list i just had a huge crush on milo you know (laughs) i think that's why i'm kidding it's actually it's a fantastic movie that the opening sequence is really really good i actually just rewatched it like a week or two ago just because I was looking for something to put on as background noise. And then I just watched the whole movie because I was too invested in it, which is kind of rare. If I'm putting something on as like background noise and it's like a Disney movie that I've seen before, I'm not going to sit down and watch it. But I do that with Atlantis because it's a really interesting story. It's not, aside from like Treasure Planet, there's not really a lot comparable to it in terms of like animated movies but yeah okay i don't want to just sit here and like poop on it a bunch 
I don't think it's terrible. It would probably be my number like seven or eight um, out of out of the list. So I don't want to sit here and just say like, oh, it's terrible. To me, it's like, in comparison is The Thief of Joy. But to me, Treasure, Pla- Treasure Planet is like the far superior version of this movie. So it's hard for me to put both on my list, number one. Uh, I think the positives, I'll say positives, okay? I, uh, Michael, Michael J. Fox is one of the best parts of the movie, if not the best part of the movie. He does not bad to look at. And Leonard Nimoy is the next best part of the movie in terms of the cast, which is kind of sh- saying something because he's the king who's in the movie for like three seconds. I didn't even realize that Leonard Nimoy played him. He's the yeah, king. Until he's, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first thing I was like, that's somebody that I know. And I looked and I was like, oh yeah, definitely makes sense. Uh, visually, it's incredible. The music's also pretty good. James Newton Howard does the music as he does for Treasure Planet and much of the movies on this list. He's uh, just a really, really, really good uh, cinem- uh, not cinematographer, um, co- composer for movies. I think the plot is weak. I think it, things happen really fast and things happen really slow. So the movie takes its time getting to Atlantis, which I think is fine. And then once you get there, the movie's basically over in like 15 minutes. It's not really, but it feels like it. They meet and Milo and Keita meet and fall in love in like five seconds. And she just trusts him like 100% with everything for almost no reason. And then he also is just like, well, I'm just going to die down here with him. Like it's just like a lot of really quick decisions that are made that I feel like other animated movies do those kind of things better where like, like for example, the princess and the frog, you have this back and forth of like, clearly we can see that what's best for them both is to, is to commit to each other. But we also can see why they are hesitant to do so because both of them have their flaws. The, the prince, the princess wants, you know, she's practical. She's down to earth. She wants this restaurant. And then the prince, uh, the frog is, he wants to have fun and party and have a good time. He doesn't want to be tied down. And so you can see why they won't commit. And with Atlantis, there's just like a lot of character cho- characters have to make choices that just happen and then just happen really quickly and things just move on. And there isn't a lot of time spent like in terms of why or does it even make sense for for this to happen? And like Kita is a pretty important character and she's not really in 75% of the movie. Like she's not in so much of the movie. It's just like, it feels like it needs to be an extra half an hour longer. Like it feels like it needs to be way longer. And it's it's I think it's one of the shortest on the on the entire list, only an hour thirty five, which is most movies of this era that are animated or are around that time, uh, time frame. But it really feels like it needs at least 15, 20 more minutes to just kind of flesh stuff out. The third act of the movie and even the second act of the movies, it feels like the first act of the movie is just getting to Atlantis. But I'm pretty sure that getting there is like almost an hour. Uh, like I, I want to say it's about fifty minutes getting getting to Atlantis, and then just like the end of the movie is just them meeting them spending a day there and then once i'm I'm blanking on his name rourke once rourke kind of like shows his true colors which is predictable but i mean that's uh, disney bad guys aren't always like surprised um i don't don't have a problem with that necessarily so yeah I i don't think it's bad i enjoyed a lot of it and the um the I, only thing I didn't say that I do think is like the biggest redeeming quality for me. If it wasn't for this, I probably would say it's just a flat out bad movie. The the cast of characters that they have created um, are fun and quirky and enjoyable enough that I'm able to like have a good time along the way, even if I'm like, it doesn't really make a lot of sense all the time and whatever. Although I will say they almost make them commit a little too hard to being like the bad guys. 
to then be like, no, I'm going to die for these people. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to die for the Atlanteans. I'm like, wait a minute. You were just getting ready to kill them all five minutes ago. Um, which, which again, I agreed, David. That, that I agreed. Yeah. But like, it's just, but like, but the greens st- should still be there. And it's but just like, true they changed their mind. So that's what friendship. I'm saying. I, yes. That's what I'm saying is like, there's like seven, so there's like seven character choices that happen in that third act that are all so quick between uh, Kida tr- tr- like trusting Milo and like letting him into like their world, him being him being willing to just like die for them immediately and commit hard to them, which makes sense because he's obsessed with them. But whatever, um, all of the cast of characters, the you know Mole and and Cookie and Sweet and all of the other people that are in the group, I don't remember the girl's name, Audrey. Audrey, yeah, Audrey. It, all- it feels like they're trying to put together like this Ocean's Eleven team. Yeah, to, or like a, to, or Matt, to, like not Matt, like, if um, it was, the A If it was a TV yeah. show, it would be a fantastic ensemble it would cast. Be a, it would be oh really yeah, good. this would be a better TV show. I think yeah. I would so, love to see this one done live action. I don't know oh, how you could ever. I mean, special effects, man. I mean, yeah, that's no. true. I mean, it, big, but I mean it'd, be, it'd be a big budget, so it, it, yeah. wouldn't get, it wouldn't get done because it's too big of a budget, too small of a market. Yeah, but so like all those characters, though, they all have to. They all decide to betray Milo, which I guess in their mind they're not betraying him. They were always going to do this, but that happens really quick, and then they're they revert back super quick so that's that's to me is like a, a plot problem you, you didn't space off space those things out enough to let them breathe and feel like a natural flow of events um and, and like most people i think would say david it's a kids movie like chill like let it go um but like there we've seen movies in this era do that thing better so i don't feel like i need to be less critical because it's a quote-unquote kids movie like i think kids movies can be incredible films so i don't know why we need to give the other like certain ones a pass for being a quote unquote kids movie. I think it has a lot to love about it, and I and I, and I know there are people that are gonna like message me after this. Like, I love that movie. <laughs> like, let it go. Like, Dawn is is, is number one. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have it number one. I just like there are reasons why. And, I, and part of it is it's fresh. I watched it literally today. I finished it at like 5 p.m. and it's 10 o'clock right now. So. Um, well, in so, my so opinion, the only reason it, you could only you would not have this as your number one is uh, is just because the second Atlantis movie is the biggest Terrible. pile of hot garbage you've ever <gasps> oh, seen boy. in your it's life. It's the worst sequel movie they've put out since the Little Mermaid sequel. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's just so bad. Well, and and the thing is, like, it had it it, it it's basically like something you would expect to get released as like a mini series. Yeah. Because there's like four stories in this movie. Like there's no there's not a cohesive story throughout the second Atlantis movie. Oh goodness. It's just like side quest. Not all of us side are quest. here, but and then like we go, oh, here's here's Dr. Sweet. He's dealing with some some devil dogs that are made of dust, <laughs> dust coyotes. Dust and then coyotes. And then like, all right, we're gonna go to Norway where we got a buddy who is just doing this like hey sandy uh we're doing this weird stuff with uh like uh uh, the spear of odin that has electricity um (laughs) i honestly can't remember what happens besides that there's a dog that there's like some lizard thing it's like a dog that uh milo has that likes lava and eats rocks I just like that, to list things that happened in the movie. Yeah, that's pretty. That's all I can do when, whenever <laughs> I can't think of like why I like the movie. Like when I can't. Well, you don't like this one it. though. 
Well, yeah, but I'm like, I can't quantify why it's terrible. Yeah. Um, I just like, I'll just list off the things why it is. Oh, there's a Kraken man that lives in the sea and he's pretty, he's, he's pretty, and it, the Kraken has mind control. I, I guess I haven't seen this one. David, you need Milo's, to watch it. Milo's he, return, right? Yeah. Uh, David, I, I'm going to need you to watch it because of how bad it is. It is <laughs> just. Well, it's, we can, it's we can, just the bee's knees of awful. We can do that for the um for the animated sequels uh, episode. <laughs> we have like Lion yes. King one and a half, Lion King or two and a half, whatever. You know, because aren't there two sequels to that movie? No, it's one and a half, and then two. Yeah, there's two yeah. sequels. That's, that's what I'm saying. So it's, oh, there's, oh, two, yeah. there's two different movies that are both sequels to the first movie. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, we're getting yeah, Lion, Lion King one and a half is better than Lion King two. We're getting off track. We're getting a little off track. Sorry, okay. sorry. We're, we only have we one still movie. still got to talk like Lilo and Stitch. We only have one movie left. Yes, which is yeah. my number one, Brooke's number one, John's number two. So it's the consensus highest ranked movie, Lilo and Stitch. Brooke, go ahead and talk about why you have it number one. Well, can I just say first, I almost tried to pull a loophole. Uh-oh. And say that because there are animated sequences in the Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh gosh! I almost put it as my number one. I mean, even if it, even if you counted it as animated, is it really the best? Uh, is it really yes. number one? Like, Shut your it, mouth. Really? It's We're fantastic. Really... If if it is Brooke, you'd go to Target and buy those Lizzie McGuire slides that are like that are that big that are just stupid. You think I won't? I will. I I'm will. shocked you haven't already, if I'm honest. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways. Rebecca Lilo tried them and on Stitch. and I, they were, they, they're. Lilo, Lilo and man. Stitch. Lilo and Stitch is probably in my top five all time yeah. Disney movies. Yep. Uh, it's, it's my number one. Beautifully animated. It's, it's got a great story. Yeah. It's got great music. I mean, you really can't get better than. Elvis, but then they do with Hawaiian yeah. roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's it's so good. Yeah, it is. I think it is my number one Disney animated movie of all time. I it's so good. I legitimately cry every time I watch it. <laughs> it is a genuinely fun movie too. It's fun. Like, it's funny. It's heartwarming. The family stuff. There's and there's the thing is is it's one of those rare movies. Um, where you don't have to have the romance side of things at all. Like there really isn't any of that in there really. Um, it's just about family and yeah, and doesn't have all this the dumb bull crap that you get with Fast and the Furious movies. Um family. so it, it is it, it has everything you would have come to expect from a Disney movie, and mm-hmm. but it also is in one of the most unique packages. Um, and obviously I'm a little bit of a sci-fi nerd, so having my number one and number three be very much sci-fi movies. It doesn't surprise anybody yeah. probably. Um, maybe not having Atlantis would surprise some people because it's also very sci-fi. But um, the the cast is incredible. I mean, and to have this, they set up this the whole opening sequence where you have this super sci-fi world, all these alien experiments and Stitch gets out and it's just like chaos happening on this. Like it's, it's so cool. And then they, what's fun is that they create this whole, uh, sci-fi world with stitch and then they don't even they just like leave it and go to hawaii and don't come back and and, and that's fine like you're not mad about that which is crazy because you don't ever actually go back no and you don't need to yeah. which is which no. is which shows you how good of a movie they made that they created a world that makes you want to stay and you're upset when and like when they leave you're like oh that stinks and then they never come back and you don't think about it again like you don't worry about it again because yeah. the family dynamic is so good 
Um, Lilo is hilarious. Stitch is obviously hilarious. But beyond that, just like, I think to me, it, it depends. You might not have this movie number one or might not have it as high for different reasons. But for me personally, it also just hits on a super personal level. Um, it was always me and Kathy's like one of our favorite ones. The story itself is very, is very like re- relatable to me. I was 12 or 13 when, it, when I first saw it. Um, and so there's a lot about it that, that I'm just only going to love this movie. And it is, I think it earns it in a lot of ways. But John, what do you have? It's your number two, right? So yeah, what, it's, it's, what has it so high for you? Uh, you know, I recently rewatched this and it it changes a lot when you watch it as an adult. You like yes. you watch the dynamic of Nani, um, how how she's not because as a kid you're like man she's a jerk as an adult you're like this 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 young woman is having to grow up because her parents are no longer there yeah like that and and all she wants to do is keep her family together the the last little pieces that she has left Mm -hmm. and that 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 is i i think that's honestly I mean, the, the, the whole theme of the movie is family, but this subplot to it is, in my opinion, the best part of the movie. Um, yeah. This, it, it's, it's just, it's so beautifully done. The sister dynamic, when, whenever they're sitting there and singing, uh, you know, singing in the, in the hammock together. Yes, that that yeah. scene gets me every time. I legit tear up at least twice when, in this movie when, when they send the flowers off, yeah. and it's just the two of them, and it, it's it's so sweet. And then and you, you see Stitch there, and he's like, I, I he, he like like Stitch has that inner interpersonal growth moment where he's like, where it's not said, but it's man, I I want that. I, I, you know, I'm, I was created in a lab and I wasn't, you know, I'm not supposed to want a family. I'm not supposed to want anything. My, my only motive is to destroy. Yeah. And this is what I really want in life. And it's, it's just so, so beautiful, uh, beautifully done. Honestly, I think I should actually swap this for my number one as as passionate as I am about it. Actually, let's do that. (laughs) that My number one. It's his number number one now. All right, let's do it. It's also just overall hilarious it is there are so many things in this movie that i quote on a regular basis like i quote the pudge the fish monologue once a month probably so good yeah it's fish yeah so i i never got that until recently when i saw it on a tiktok where it's like nani was wanting to give the fish tuna that's cannibalism yeah yeah (laughs) it's fresh also like lilo just reminds me so much of kay anderson and just yeah. like <laughs> just like can't i doubt she'll listen to this but somebody will maybe show it to her like yeah. she like forever has reminded me of lilo just lilo, like not yeah. hawaiian <laughs> but um looking to the cast of for lilo and stitch what as i've been doing for every movie that we do i saw a familiar face um from atlantis so the guy that plays Mr. Harcourt, who is the professor or whatever, they, the, his, his Milo's boss at the museum, okay? Yeah. So he plays Jumba from Lilo and Stitch. He also yeah. plays Governor Ratcliffe in Pocahontas and Cogsworth, and Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast. 
So he's, he's just like a crazy good voice actor. Yeah, he's also he's also is from Mash. I don't know if he's I don't think he's like a prominent prominent character, but he is. Um, I'm trying to see how many episodes he was. No, in. I, I think I know who he is. He's in 130 there. episodes, so he's in a yeah. lot of it. He's Major Charles he in Winchester. Mm-hmm. Which that's going to be it, for. It sounds like Vince a war zone you. in my neighborhood right now. I, I don't. It, yeah. it, it's it's yeah. like insane <laughs> so, right now. <laughs> my neighbors uh, are dueling. Let's let's wrap it up by recapping our lists here. Okay, so five to one. My number five, the Princess and the Frog. My number four, Tangled. Three, Treasure Planet. Two, the Emperor's new Emperor's new Guru. And one, uh, Lilo and Stitch. Um, John, you're five through one. Oh gosh. Okay, let me pull my, my list. Five Sorry. is Meet the Robinsons. Yep. Five Meet the Robinsons. Four Brother Bear. Three Emperor's New Groove. Two Now Atlantis Lost Empire. And number one Lilo and Stitch. All right, and Brooke. Uh, my number five is Tangled. My number four is Atlantis. My number three is The Emperor's New Groove. My number two is Princess and the Frog. And my number one is Lilo and Stitch. All right. So those are our top five lists. All good lists. A lot of fun with that. Um, this episode is it's funny. We're like talking about Fourth of July. And we have fireworks popping in the background. Um, this isn't going to come out until July twenty fourth. I don't think. <laughs> so we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But I, I mean, I would assume because the episode that John and I did last week is coming out on Monday, and then we're going to do an Indiana Jones episode, and then this episode. So um, you know, happy Fourth of July. Happy Fourth uh, of July. I'm getting married on Friday. That's yeah, cool. Let's do yeah. it. You're getting married? What? Um, yeah, you, you'll, you'll be back from your honeymoon by the time this comes out. Woo! Hey, John, if you need restaurant suggestions <laughs> in Quebec. In, in Canada. I got you. Quebec. Quebec. All right. As long as we can find it through the fog of the burning of Canada. Oh, oh it's fine up there. Oh, well, God bless Canada. <laughs> about said god bless america well i mean i guess i should it is for the july hey my neighbors finally stopped maybe they ran out of explosives nope it's back. I, I say i still hear popping so it's very very faint it may not even show up on the podcast we'll see but uh thank you guys both for joining us this week and um i don't know when we're gonna finish the disney animated stuff it's been like over a year i think since the last episode maybe, maybe even like a year and a half since we did the last D- disney uh, episode where we had georgian and, and kate and devin and that was just like fun and chaos but um i don't know but eventually we'll finish it, i'm sure so look forward to that in a year and a half and with that we will see you next week farewell <laughs> and we will not go silently into the dark of the night Shut up. into that good night isn't into that, that good... no it's like no, interstellar it... no it's not, not go silent into that good night it's a, it's a quote from a poem. The we will not go quietly into the night. That's we will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Why didn't he just quote the poem like from you know, Interstellar? Honestly, the, the part that I hate is that the the we're going instead of like we are going to live on. Like, why why didn't you just why didn't you just it's why not, contraction? Yeah. Why did you put a contraction in there, man? Why did you Why? contract your words? Why? Who plays the president in Independence Day? Bill Paxton. I've never that, seen that movie. So what? That's Bill Paxton. Bill Pullman? Am I crazy? Uh, let me look. Uh, no, that's not Bill Paxton. It's Bill something. May he rest in peace. Yes, it is Bill Paxton. It's Bill Pullman. I'm wrong. It's the other Bill. Bill Pullman. 
Yeah, yeah, it's Bill Pullman. I don't know how I'm gonna edit this ending. Maybe we just yeah, probably won't. No, I mean, we're we're just here. The this Zoom's about to do outro. it for us. And thank you. The outro is now John doing the speech from Independence Day. Yeah, I'll probably cut her off right there. Anyways, thank you, Bill Pullman. <laughs>